It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The offseason is officially here for the Orlando Magic, and there's plenty to get to. We'll recap the season a little bit later on in the week, but today... The big storylines entering the offseason, kind of a calendar to get you through the summer. It's time for our first offseason edition of Locked On Magic. Our Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed locked on magic. Today is April 12th, 2022. My name is Phil Frost Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over some of the key storylines for the Orlando Magic for this offseason from the draft to free agency to summer league and into training camp. The big questions or the big issues the Magic will face to kind of prime you up for the offseason before we dive into the details later on in the later on in the summer, obviously, um, and get into some more of season recap stuff and recapping what we've seen this season. We're going to look ahead before we look behind. Before we do any of that, though, we do want to thank you all for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day. Remember the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. So the Orlando Magic season's over. Obviously, they finished with a 22 and 60 record. Um, the next time that we'll really be able to talk about the Orlando Magic, barring breaking news, of course, um, is May 17th, uh, when the NBA will be at the NBA Draft Combine in Chicago. Um, and we see the Orlando Magic's draft position. Um, we can't start this offseason or can't start talking about this offseason without diving into the NBA draft. Without diving um, pretty deep, you know, pretty deep. <coughs> Excuse me, had to sneeze there. Um, we can't start talking about this offseason without starting with the NBA draft. It is the central the central thing of this offseason. Um the Orlando Magic, uh, we'll talk more about free agency and the Magic's uh, free agency situation in a little bit, but the Magic 
the biggest player of the Magic add this offseason, the biggest change that's going to happen this offseason is the draft. The most impact player the Magic can add this season is, or most likely the most impact player the Magic will add this offseason, will come through the draft. Where the Magic land on draft lottery night is going to be hugely de- hugely determinative of what this team can actually do and what, what they can actually accomplish. I mean, just look at last year. If Orlando had landed the one of the top three picks like they were supposed to, like they were like they had a kind of aligned themselves to do, they would have gotten really good players. Not that Jalen Suggs and Franz Wagner aren't really good players, but they would have gotten Cade Cunningham, who looks like he'll be an all-star, or Evan Mobley, who completely changed Cleveland's defense, or Jalen Green, who looks like he's just the, the kind of score this this franchise hasn't had, frankly, since Tracy McGrady. Um, the Magic, the Magic need talent. Um, you know, if there's one takeaway that I can say from a 22 and 60 season that was encouraging in a lot of ways, it's that the Magic need a guy that they can orbit around, that they can center themselves around, that that can kind of drive the ship. And, and that's always impossible to ask a rookie to do that completely. And maybe that guy is on the roster already, whether it's Markel Fultz, whether it's Franz Wagner, whether it's even Wendell Carter. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to put that too far past him, although I think we're probably at the stage of Wendell is, is pretty much what he's going to be. Um, the Magic need an influx of talent. That is the that top end talent, not just regular talent, because the Magic are extremely talented. They need top end talent. This NBA draft coming up, it's not considered a super draft. Um, let me just say that um, from from everything I've read from the draft people that I've talked that I, that I've talked to and read read from, they all say that look, the top of this draft is good, but it's not change your franchise good. So I wouldn't completely pin all of the Magic's hopes on winning the NBA draft lottery. Um, But it's still really important, not just to get a player in this draft, but a good player. If the Magic's intentions next season, and and I think most fans feel this way, that this team is talented enough, that they're good enough, that they've learned enough, that they should be able to take a pretty significant step forward next year, that the goal next year should not be to be back in this position where you're a coin flip away from landing a top four pick. I think most of us expect Orlando to be in that 30-win range next year, to be flirting with the play-in tournament, to, to be in the season later in the game, for, for wins to matter. And for that to happen, the Magic do need to take advantage and add a really high-level player in this draft. We've talked a little bit about the draft prospects. You could go back uh, before the NCAA tournament. We had a long conversation with Richard Stamen of Locked On NBA Draft um, about the draft prospects, about this draft. That was obviously before the NCAA tournament. Some things may have changed since then, but probably not significantly. Um, but here's to familiarize yourself with the big names in this draft. Jabari Smith of Auburn is pretty much widely considered the number one guy in this draft. Um, I, I would The way I've been describing him to people is he is Seattle Rashard Lewis and Orlando Rashard Lewis. Um, Seattle Rashard Lewis, if you don't remember, great on the low block, really good athlete, just, just did a lot of things and just no one knew what to do with him at 6'10 because he was a 6'10 small forward and, and the league just wasn't thinking that thinking that way quite yet. When he got to Orlando, they played him at power forward, but they used him as a three-point shooter and he was one of the best three-point shooters in, in franchise history for sure. Um, he revolutionized the game. Uh, Richard Lewis doesn't get enough credit um, in a number of ways. Um, so I, I'm not here to, to trash Richard Lewis because I am a big Richard Lewis stan. I, I, you know, I... The Magic fit against themselves. They probably overpaid for him. Worth every penny for what he brought to this franchise and what he did for this franchise. And 
frankly, we, we don't recognize and love Richard Lewis enough that that guy is a future magic hall of famer in, in my book. And, and, and he's really, really good. Um, but I will say this, Richard Lewis is not a number one guy. Um, so if it sounds like I am putting a little bit of a ceiling on Jabari Smith right now, it's probably because I am. Look, Smith is a really good defender. He's a really good shooter. He could score a little bit off the bounce. He'll provide everything to Magic Eat Prime, and he'll be able to, to, to provide it pretty quickly. Um, but I do think that that he is sort of the safe pick. He's, a, he's the most known guy of this bunch. The other top guy in my book is Paolo Bancaro of Duke. Just a great score. Um, I do think it's really important when you're in college um, that if you pop out physically, that that does mean something. If you look like a man among boys, that does mean something. Paolo Bancaro always, you could always tell where Paolo Bancaro was on the floor. Um, and that's not just a credit to his activity. He's great off the dribble. He's great facing up in the low post. Um, he's developing a three-point shot. It's a lot better than I thought it was. His passing's a lot better than I thought it was. This guy had the best NCAA tournament that that of all the draft prospects. Um, he looks really impressive in leading Duke to the Final Four. Uh, this guy is your natural 20-point-per-game score. Um, this guy is the guy, that when you think of a number one guy, this is the guy. It would not surprise me if Ben Caro is, is ultimately the number one pick in this draft. The big mystery, the big debate that we will have, and I'm sure we will talk more and more and more and more about it, um, is Chet Holmgren. Um, just a big dude. Uh, you know, He's a big dude. Uh, a lot of Magic fans, I think, are gun-shy about him because of the Mo Bamba experience. He is rail-thin seven. He's a rail-thin seven-footer. Uh, he has great timing to block shots. He has great timing um, to, 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 to play defense. He tracks really, really well. He's a really smart defender. So he, in that sense, he is not Mo Bamba. And we will talk more about Mo Bamba here in a little bit. Um, he, he, in that sense, he is not Mo Bamba. He seeks out physicality. He's not afraid to get bumped around a little bit, but he will get moved in the NBA. He's probably a four at the beginning of his career until he fills out a little bit. Um, and the magic, I, you know, I, I've kind of had this conspiracy theory that the magic played Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter together all year as kind of a proof of concept that it would work with Chet Holmgren. But we'll see if that pans out or not. Um, not that Bamba didn't earn the starting minutes, but I think they were thinking, they're thinking a little bit ahead there too. Um, Holm, don't knock Holmgren. Um, you know, I, I may be lower on him after the NCAA tournament, some of the things that I saw, but the guy, if there's a guy that could truly transform the league and transform your team, Chet Holmgren is that guy. Um, the, the upside on him is really big. Um, he could be New York Kristaps Porzingis. He could be Dallas Kristaps Porzingis. And I don't need to tell you which one is the good one and which one is the bad one, but both are still pretty good players. Um, the other guys to keep an eye on, Jane Nivey of Purdue, really good guard, really explosive guard. Everyone's kind of called him a John Morant light. Um, the, other, uh, the other guy, uh, I'm a big fan of Keegan Murray of Iowa. Great shooter, good athleticism, good length. He checks all the boxes for the Magic. Would not surprise me if he is a surprise pick to get into that top four. Um, and then the other guy that's that's getting a little bit more publicity right now that we just don't really know a lot about is Shaden Sharp. He went to Kentucky last year. They sat him out uh, over eligibility concerns. He enrolled early at Kentucky, and, and the Wildcats were not sure if he was going to be eligible to play, and they didn't want to wait on it, so they ended up sitting him out. Uh, he is planning, it appears, uh, according to a report today, he is, he is planning to enter the draft, but will maintain his eligibility. So it's not 100% sure that Shaden Sharp will be in this draft. But I know a lot of people who do consider him the best talent in this in this draft class, but no one's seen him play. This is all to say, I just named six guys that Magic fans should be very comfortable taking. And, and there's a few others that I think they should be looking at as well. Uh, Benedict Matherin of Arizona and Nikola Jovic, um, who declared for the draft yesterday. He's been playing, I think, in the Baltic League. Um, don't quote me on that. 
Um, six foot ten, small forward, really good shooter, really good offensive player. Everything I haven't watched a ton of tape on him yet, um, but he's the top um, uh, prospect, uh, top international prospect in this year's draft class. That's Nikola Jovic with a V, not Jokic with a K. So that's 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 the, that's the important distinction that that we got going on here. Again, so this is all to say um, there are probably six, seven guys that I, six, seven, maybe eight guys that I feel really comfortable taking in this draft. Now, whether they all become stars, who becomes a star, that's going to be the variability and and, and that's going to be the, the trick of this draft. Um, there are probably three or four guys that are very, very good in this draft. So winning the lottery is going to be really important. But Orlando and ensuring that they get a top six pick, I do think they have they have put themselves in a really, really good spot to get a quality player in this year's draft. And, and that's what this season was about. So now it's about, A, figuring out where you're going to land in the lottery, and then B, picking the right guy and moving forward with him. And, and, and that's, again, that's the central thing of this offseason. Off that is the central uh, guy that this team's going to add, and that's going to set the roadmap of which direction the team goes in a lot of ways, whether it's in free agency, whether it's in who they retain, whether it's in what kind of team they try to build or, or, or how quickly they try to build. Um, you know, I don't expect the Magic to be super aggressive in trades next year. We'll talk more about that coming up here in a bit. Um, but if they get a guy who changes their franchise very, very quickly, obviously that changes the timeline a little bit. Um, you know, once that countdown clock starts ticking, it starts ticking. But the Magic got to get some talent in. They got to get some top-end talent in. And that's what this draft is all about. Uh, NBA draft lottery again is May 17th. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's free agency plans and the big Mo Bamba question coming up here in just a moment. But first, NBA fans, the playoffs are here, and Daily Fantasy does not stop. So if you're looking for a Daily Fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy made easy. I love this game, and we know you will too. It's easy to use and easy to play. Here's what you do. You pick two to five players, and an over-under on their projections. And if you get all of them right, you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus projected numbers. No battling these professional gamers, these guys who enter multiple entries and take all the prize money in those play, playing groups. It's just you versus the numbers. It's that easy. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Their prize picks offer safe and fast withdrawals. Prize picks offers a variety of options, too. So you can take whether Paul George will score over-under 23.5 points, and whether our guy, Brett Phillips, will get more than one strikeout. Uh, that's, that's probably not that last one, but that was fun watching him pitch yesterday. Um, you can mix sports with basketball, baseball, hockey, all going on at the same time. So you can get the get the, the, the entry that you feel comfortable with and you feel can win. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point but you have to use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA, $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Today's podcast is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day for your next listen. Check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. And of course, with the NBA play-in tournament starting tonight, um, it's going to be really it's going to be really important that you listen to Locked On Now. Get all the best best analysis and information from local experts who know their teams best. We will talk playoffs too. Don't worry, uh, we're not going to forget what's going on. Uh, in the league at large, um, so we, we will add that to the to our last segment um, here coming coming up starting tonight or tomorrow starting with tomorrow's episode um, because the playoffs are so important. It's so important to kind of glean information from what's going on. We'll talk plenty about the playoffs throughout the course of the off season as well as we get through this early stage. But getting back to our calendar here, um, the Orlando Magic are going to have a very busy free agency um, and. and you know, we'll get into kind of the big picture free agency stuff uh, in, a, a little bit, but it all really starts with Mo Bamba. Um, the biggest free agency question the Magic have this offseason is about Mo Bamba and, and what they end up doing with him. Bamba was hungry for opportunity. He wanted consistent playing time. The Magic started him all year long, and he came through and had a really nice breakout season. 10.6 points per game, 8.1 rebounds per game, 1.7 blocks per game. That's what's going to happen when you increase a, a player's minutes is they're going to produce at a higher level. But the question was always kind of hovering over Mo is what's going to happen to him in free agency? Um, obviously, Wendell Carter's kind of taken over the center spot. Jonathan Isaac's waiting in the wings. Franz Wagner's waiting in the wings. Jumo Kiki's waiting in the wings. All the guys at the top of this draft are big forwards or a center in Chet Holmgren. It's... Someone's going to get squeezed out. Um, and I, I warned this at the beginning of the season. Some of these young guys are going to get squeezed out. The Magic have to start picking who they actually want to develop and who they actually want to emphasize and build around and figure out who is just going to be a supporting player to kind of get their main guys where they want them to be. Um, that, I mean, that's what literally what they spent all season with RJ Hampton on. Bo got better this year. That's not beat around the bush there. Bo had a really good season. And we'll do player evaluation starting next week, but. Mo did good stuff this year. No doubt about it. No getting around it. No changing it. It was an encouraging season for Mo Bamba. But was it enough for him to earn a brand new contract? Was it enough to, to know what his value is? Was it enough for him to set a, a big big value on the market? The reality is that those questions are still really hard to figure out. Um, this year, there are not a lot of teams with cap room. That's just the plain truth. There's just not a lot of teams with a ton of cap room. Um, the Magic are one of them. So the Magic will have the money to spend if they want to spend it. But the question is, what would Mo Bamba get? Would he get the mid-level exception from someone? And if that's the case, would he just take the qualifying offer of about $10 million when the mid-level exception is, what, nine, five, nine, seven, um, to, to go to another team? Would he just take the qualifying offer and kick his free agency can down the road another year, hoping to to get another strong season. The reality there too might be that Mo Bamba won't have the same role next season, that his role will be changed because of new players added to the roster, because of new lineups coming into play. That's all the risks that Mo and his reps have to figure out. Um, that's part of the risk the Magic have to figure out because they don't want to overextend themselves. They don't want to overcommit to a roster that is still really young and obviously still needs some improvements as much as the Magic need to kind of keep guys in reserve for trades, they also have to be kind of thinking long-term as well about who they actually want to invest in and who they want to build around. 
These are all huge questions, and, and I don't honestly have a good answer for this. A lot of people have asked me already, do you think Mo, the Magic are going to re-sign Mo Bamba? And I honestly say I'm 50-50 on it. Um, I, I would not be surprised if he just signs a qualifying offer for 10, it's like 10, one, 10, $2 million. Um, I would not surprise me if he just signs a qualifying offer and kicks the can down the road for a year and plays a season with plays a final season with the magic and then hits unrestricted free agency. And, and everyone kind of knows what's, what's what after that. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the magic do get him on a contract offer, do offer him like a two or three year deal to keep him. It would not surprise me if the magic just let him walk. And the Magic orchestrate a sign and trade uh, with someone that that doesn't have the cap room to sign him outright. None of these things would surprise me, and and, and I think that's you know part of that's part of the struggle of this season uh, of figuring out what's going to happen this season. For most part, he said at the end of uh, after Sunday's game that he wants to stay in Orlando. Um, he has talked unendingly about this team's development, this team's group. Um, and really talked about them in the present tense. Like he wants present and future tense. He wants to be a part of this. And I do think that matters. And I do think, hey, that's a really good sign um, for what the team is trying to build, that a prospective free agent has really publicly come out and said, I want to stay here. I want to be a part of this. I want to keep growing here. That there's a lot of faith in what the Magic have, are suddenly building. Um, because, you know, certainly I don't think he'd be saying this under Steve Clifford, um, who really didn't have much use for him or couldn't figure out the right ways to develop him and, and keep him moving where Jamal Mosley really helped him develop and gave him a lot of confidence to, to play at, at a pretty high level. Um, and Mo is still a super talented player. That talent doesn't go away. The physical skills don't go away. It's just about always been about kind of putting the pieces all together. And this was really the first year that he was able to do it. It, it, it goes back. It goes into this larger question of what do the magic do in free agency? And, and this is going to be, I think one of the more fascinating questions and uh, issues that the Magic are going to face. This is not a good free agent summer. There are not a lot of good free agents. Uh, most of the big ones are expected to stay where they're at. I think James Harden becomes a free agent this offseason. He's expected to stay in Philadelphia. Um, Zach Levine becomes a free agent. DeAndre Ayton is a restricted free agent. They're all expected to stay where they're at. Um, as, as silly as the DeAndre Ayton situation is, Phoenix is going to match any offer, especially if they win a title. Orlando is one of three or four teams, I believe, that actually has cap room for next season. Not including Devin Kennedy's new contract, Mo Wagner's non-guaranteed um, amounts or cap holds for Gary Harris and Mo Bamba or the upcoming draft pick. The Magic have roughly $81.2 million committed to next season. If the Magic picks second next year, that would cost them another $7.5 million. So at, with a salary cap that's projected to fall at $122 million, the Magic are somewhere in the neighborhood of 32, 31 to $32 million of cap room next this offseason. They're one of the few teams that, do, that does have max cap space or can create max cap space if they want to be super aggressive. The reality is, though, that is not what's going to happen here. That's not what the Magic are going to do. There's, there's A, not free agents for them to chase, and B, they're in a rebuild. They want to take things slow. They want to be patient and methodical. Um, so the big thing I think the Magic want to do is deal with their own free agents. Um, they will deal with Mo Bamba. Um, he's got a $20 million cap hold, but that'll be erased once they once they do sign him. They'll I, Honestly, I think they might go out and re-sign Gary Harris, like re-sign him to a, a front-loaded deal that starts like above $20 million and then decline it from there with, with you know, really just the, just make it a super tradable contract for him because Gary Harris played really well and was a good, good veteran for this group. It wouldn't surprise me if that's how the Magic act this offseason. The Magic spend the bulk of their cap room either retaining their guys 
or use it to, to rent as a, as a rental to rent their cap space out to teams that need help making trades. Um, because this is a weak free agent summer, it's going to be a big trade summer. This will be big trade off season. Um, I think we're already sniffing out that there are going to be some big moves this off season, uh, whether it's Russell Westbrook mo- getting moved, whether it's, um, you know, Bradley Beal potentially getting moved, um, whether it's, you know, that, that there are guys that are going to be itching to get out. Um, and it would not surprise me if this is a big off season for trades. And if, if that's the case, that Orlando is going to be a repository or depository for unwanted contracts to help teams kind of make the math work, to make the numbers work, renting out their cap space and either getting draft picks or getting quietly some players that they may want that are uh, that are undervalued by the teams that currently have them. Um, I think that's how the Magic are ultimately going to act this offseason. I think the Magic are ultimately going to use part of their cap space to rent to, uh, as rental, and I think they're going to focus more on their own free agents. I don't think they're going to be very active in the free agent market. I think they'll try, and whether it's Gary Harris or someone else, they'll try and add a veteran to their rotation to kind of keep this team balanced because it's still super, super young. Um, but overall, I think Orlando is going to act more as uh, as a trade partner using that cap room rather than as a free agent destination. We're just not we're just not at that stage. It's not that Orlando isn't a free agent destination. Um, it's just a free agency isn't how players move anymore. It's trades. It's being able to put yourself in a position to have the assets to make a trade. Um, and and B, this is just isn't a good free agent summer. I mean, maybe the Magic put in an offer for Miles Bridges, but I don't see the reason for that. I never did, but some people have been thinking that's what the Magic will do. Um, someone's going to be left holding that bag, and I don't want it to be the Magic. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about player development and what comes next this offseason as well, coming up in just a moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need, from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So we've talked about the draft. We've talked about free agency. The last piece of the Magic's offseason is player development, is individual player growth. And a lot of that's going to happen behind closed doors. We're not going to really see much of it until we get to September, until we get to training camp, until we get to the preseason, begin to understand how players have gotten better and how much they've grown and understand what Jamal Mosley is trying to preach and trying to teach. Um, what co- there is one thing, though, that we will get to see, and one thing that's going to be super important for this team, and that's Summer League. 
for teams that have high draft picks, for teams that are relying on their young guys, summer league is actually super important. Um, it's, it's sort of a checkup. It's sort of an understanding of like, okay, this is where this guy is. And for the public, it's our only chance to see those guys develop. Now, obviously, the Magic will have a high draft pick and rookies are rookies. So, you know, you don't want to read too much into what Summer League means for rookies. But for second-year players, Summer League is supposed to be a, a, a chance to really dominate, to show the growth and to show how much comfort you have. We see a lot of second-year players come into Summer League and look like the best players because they are the best players, because they've been through the ringer. They've been through it in the regular season. They know what the NBA is actually about, and they play like veterans. Seeing a big sophomore bump in Summer League is absolutely critical. Uh, and, and that's why, for the Magic, Summer League is going to be super important for Jalen Suggs. Getting a chance to see how he's improved, how much the game has slowed down for him, it's going to help this team plan a lot of things for itself. It's going to help this team plan a lot for their for their rest, for their their franchise. Um, Jalen Suggs had a, a somewhat disappointing uh, rookie season. There's no getting around that. That's there's no changing that. He averaged 11.8 points per game, 4.4 assists per game, but shot only 36.1% from floor and 21.4% from beyond the arc. That may not have us giving up on Jalen Suggs. He's a great defender. We can see that he can get to the basket whenever he wants, but it certainly tempered the expectations that a lot of us had um, in a really strong draft class. Jalen Suggs is the one top five pick that that hasn't really gotten it yet and hasn't really taken some really significant steps forward. That's not to say Jalen Suggs can't get there. Jalen Suggs absolutely can get there. I still believe in this kid. I still think he's the most talented guard the Magic have drafted since Penny Hardaway, and, and I, I will stand by that, um, you know, at least for now. Um, but the pieces have all got to come together, and he can be a really, really special player. Summer League in early July is going to be a big moment then because it's going to be our chance to see just how much the game has slowed down for him, just how much his shot has improved, and just how much confidence he has playing in that environment. Look, we're not going to sit here and pretend that Summer League means everything. But for a guy like Jalen Suggs, it's going to be a huge step for him. It's going to be a huge step for this team. They're going to bring all those players together. They're going to bring Jalen Suggs together, Franz Wagner together. They're going to bring their draft pick together. It's going to be their first chance to be on the floor. They're going to work with the coaching staff. They're going to, you know, I'm sure some of the Magic players will all roll through Vegas, and I'm sure some of them will go through practice. It would not surprise me if Jonathan Isaac practices with the Summer League team but does not play um, as sort of a, uh, hopefully his recovery is at the stage where he will be able to do that um, by July and, and get some running with, you know, guys, get, get some running with those guys. Um, that That is 100% what the Magic should hope for. Obviously, that's a that's a choice that's kind of up to Isaac as much as anyone else because of CBA restrictions. But Summer League is going to be a big moment for Jalen Suggs. Summer League is going to be a huge deal for Suggs because it's going to be his chance to show that he learned a lot from his rookie year and he's gotten a whole lot better. Um, that is really, really, really critical. Um of course, the last piece of the Magic's offseason, one that we probably will not know until September, is Jonathan Isaac's recovery. Um, you know, outside of the extracurricular activities that Isaac's doing that are certainly unsavory, we need to see this guy back on the basketball court. Um, the 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 we need to see him play. We need to see him figure things out. Um, we said it throughout the course of the preseason. This season, 
the main storyline was getting Isaac healthy, getting him back on the floor because he was the one player on the team that had an elite skill that was an all NBA something. He he is an all defensive team player, an all defensive team caliber player. Not getting him on the floor this year was certainly a missed opportunity. Um, one that they don't have control over, obviously. His body wasn't recovering as quickly as they thought. They're being cautious. He hasn't played in two years. All that's fine. Um, you know, I respect the, I, I, res, I honestly respect the Magic for being slow, patient, and methodical with him and making sure everything is 110% ready before he steps on the floor. They're, 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 they're right. There is no reason to rush him. He can only go as fast as his body can go. And, and I honestly, I will take the magic at their word that 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 everything's gone. Um, as planned, it's just been slower than normal. Um, yes, I do think the magic should have been more upfront and, and and given more updates on his recovery, but I, I, I have no there's no reason to believe that they're lying to us, and there's no reason to believe that that Isaac, you know, hasn't been working as hard as to come back. Um, you know, they, you know, again. His extracurriculars that are extremely unsavory at this point. Um, aside, he, the kid just needs to play basketball again. Um, and the hope is that he will be ready to go by training camp. Um, that that the Magic have set that as the target. Like I said, I hope that he's able to practice with the team in summer league. I think that would be a really good venue to kind of get him ramped up again, um, so that he can spend that last half of the summer, last half of the off season, getting ready for training camp and being ready to go for camp. But Isaac is still a huge story. Um, and, and now the story shifts, though. It's no longer the Magic are depending on Isaac. Now it's Isaac has to fight for a spot. That's that's the reality of missing a year. Now the Magic have Franz Wagner. Now the Magic of Chumo Kiki. Now the Magic of Wendell Carter. Now the Magic are probably going to be drafting another guy at his position. Jonathan Isaac is fighting for his spot. And obviously, he's going to be focused on returning from injury. That's That's his main focus. But his part and presence uh, and future on this team isn't secure anymore. And that's a really important thing to remember. That's a really important point to remember here for the Orlando Magic. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. If you're tuning in, Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the places on the podcast, you have podcasts enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast. From the first jump ball of the play-in tournament tonight to the last possession of the finals in June, Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Check it out today at Locked On NBA. That's going to do it for me today, though. We'll be naming our fourth quarter MVP of the season. Um, to, on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, it's been Philip Ross and I. See you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.